Welcome back to another crossover edition of the OU and OSU Sports Extra podcast. I'm Eli Letterman, OU beat writer at the Tulsa World. I'm here with Dean Rule, OSU beat writer with the Tulsa World. And we're coming to you first thing on Thursday morning, opening day of the Women's College World Series in Oklahoma City. OU and OSU both in the field. Uh, and, and Dean, we were out there yesterday for media day. Uh, the excitement was building. It's here. It's one of my favorite events of the year, and it, it's pretty special. I think each time both the state schools are there and, and both arrive as, as, I think, you know, relative favorites uh, this this spring. Yeah, I mean, I, I think it's a solid event. It it always seems to uh, kind of galvanize the the state and, and of course, the uh, the country for the, for the six other teams that have made it. So I, I think it's special. I think it comes at a, a perfect time of the year when sports are kind of dying down a little bit. I think this is, a you know, before football season gets back into full swing. So I think this is always a great event to kind of, uh, you know, cover and, and I think fans to enjoy. Yeah, and then you can tell just how important it is. I mean, OU makes it, they, they've made a habit of making it. Same with Oklahoma State, in fact, four straight years now they're they're here in Oklahoma City. But for some of these programs, I mean, Stanford's their first time since 2004. Uh, you know, Tennessee is on the up. Alabama's here with Montana Fouts for a third time. There's different stories with each team, but even just reaching this point is a massive achievement for every team there. And you can feel that, you know, when you're in those press conferences yesterday. I sat there for probably six of the eight teams uh, in their press conferences and, and just the, the vibes are good there's there's an excitement I think everyone shows up here feeling like they've got a shot um, and I think that's in part because of the postseason system that kind of makes you if you've reached this point you've either staved off elimination you've either rolled through uh, you know kind of a, a postseason format with double elimination all that team like OU you've, you've got the juice of what they did against Clemson OSU the same deal with, with Oregon uh, and so it really is exciting. It'll get started later today, depending on when you're listening to this. But we're, again, this is Thursday morning. No games have been played yet. But Dean, wh where do you feel like OSU stands now? Coming in, um, you know, we've heard from Kenny Gajewski. We've heard from this team. Seeing what they've done to kind of get things back on track over the last month. Where where do they stand? Yeah, I mean, I think last week when we talked about this, I said, hey, if OSU makes it to the Women's College World Series, everybody's going to forget about losing 11 of the, of the last 13 and everybody's going to forget about, you know, th this team just kind of limping into the postseason. And when you string, to, when you're outscoring opponents, uh, 37 to three across five postseason games, and you're kind of surging at the right time into, into the, uh, into the women's college world series, then, you know, you're all of a sudden golden. You're all of a sudden back to where everybody thought, you know, this team stuck around at the uh, number two spot in national polls for most of the season right behind OU. And and I think all of a sudden the record would not have them number two anymore. But but I think the talent and the way they're playing has them right back at that spot. And I think uh, it's given them as good an opportunity as they'll have um, in the next week to to maybe make a run and, you know, finally get over that hump and get to the championship series that that's kind of eluded them the past two years. Yeah. I mean, last year I can remember sitting there Washington play Texas and being just a few outs away from that bedlam final. And, and that being maybe that next step for this program with Kenny Gajewski and then falling just short 
And and I think I think the bracket breaks all right for them. I think they've got um, there's an opportunity here, and and they're playing perhaps once again some of their best softball. Uh, and on the flip side, you know, OU, we spoke last week, and I said, you know, I I just couldn't decide were, were they going to roll through Clemson or, or or did that have the potential to either um, one, you know, put in jeopardy their their win streak? Could Clemson get a game off OU? But could Clemson really give them a push? to keep them from the World Series? And the answer to the first question was yes. The answer to the second was no, because Clemson, uh, even Friday last week, you know, it was a 4-2 game uh, before Oklahoma popped off with some late home runs, made a, a 9-2 outcome look a lot less close than that game really was. And then the next day required some of the most, uh, I I'd usually stay away from this term, but the most impressive Sooner magic I've probably seen around the softball program. Uh, they, they probably will let you know when they've seen it. Um, but Kinsey Hansen, the home run down to their last strike uh, on the day they set the the new NCAA win streak record, finally get Marina Hines field. You, you do wonder, was there any pressure there? They said they weren't feeling any of that, but um, hard to know. And, and you'd think maybe now they're through that, they're through to Oklahoma City, a, a stadium they feel very comfortable in, a place they've won plenty in. So I think the Sooners, if you want to say that last weekend had a lot, around it in terms of the wind streak, in terms of Marita Hines Field closing it down. All that's gone now, and that might be bad news for the teams on their side of the bracket. Uh, and now, Dean, you know, I mentioned the bracket. On Oklahoma State side, they've got Florida State, they've got Utah, they've got Washington. Um, I don't know that you would say Oklahoma State is the outright favorite in there. It's a really talented group, but if, if you were to say they were the favorite, who after that, do you feel like has the best shot of giving OSU some trouble? Yeah, I think you got to go with a team like Florida State, who's been consistent, uh, you know, the past five years. I think if we were making a uh, a tier list of all these programs, it's probably OU at the top in a in a bracket of its own. But right below them, you know, I think UCLA and Florida State, and yeah, maybe you can make the case for OSU being on that that second tier if we're you know ranking college softball royalty at the current moment. But, you know, Florida State, they've been consistent. You know, they have a national championship. Um, obviously, as the number three seed, it, there's a lot playing into them, you know, it, getting bounced early last year from uh, the NCAA tournament. I think there's there's a lot kind of playing in their favor right now. Um, and, and I think they'll probably be the, the toughest out for OSU in, in that Fourteen bracket there, just because, and you know they they play them uh, Thursday night tonight, so you're starting off with probably the toughest opponent there. Um, but and, and that's not to discredit Washington or Utah, who uh, ha have some talent and, and have you know made a strong push. I mean, you know Washington. I don't know if you can ever count them out with the you know the way they scored seven runs in the seventh inning to to stave off elimination in the regionals. Um, so, yeah, I think Florida State's probably your best bet to make it out of that bracket. But, you know, at this point in the season, there are no pushovers. And there are no easy bets. I, I There's nothing uh -oh. I feel very comfortable betting on here in OKC. But, you are you know, you're right. And and perhaps it's good that they can get this out of the way. That I, I don't know who I'd pick in tonight's game, OSU or Florida State. But if you're Oklahoma State, you can get a win tonight. You may not see Florida State again because they'll – go into that loser's bracket, and if they win, uh, they, they jump over to the other side. So this kind of like, can they get that toughest matchup out of the way now? That that could really clear a path for them. 
depending on how the other parts of the bracket shake out. But on, on OU's end, um, it's interesting because you, you mentioned the tiers, and I, I think across college softball, there's no doubt that there's OU and, and some space, but it's not that you can find, you know, little bits with every team they're going to, they could potentially play here. I and mean, they start with, with Stanford, and they've got uh, people are making the comparisons to that James Madison team from a few years ago. Um, with uh, Nigeri Kennedy is the the freshman pitcher with an 0.48 ERA, best in the nation. And we're going to see that uh, second game of the day today, 130 is most likely Nigeri Kennedy against uh, this OU offense. And so you've got, on one hand, the scariest lineup in the nation and a place they're really comfortable in, a, a, an event they've played in a lot against perhaps the most dominant pitcher in softball this season. Uh, but you also have to account for who she's going up against, the the scene. Uh, this is the biggest softball venue in the country. And and so how will she uh, settle into that is a question. Alabama, the same deal. You know, they're probably not as strong as some of the other teams in, in this bracket, on the side of the bracket, really in the field. But they've got Montana Fouts. And when you've got her even pitching with a hyperextended knee and a knee brace, she, she carried them through the Super Regional to, to come back against Northwestern. And there's potential there of, uh, you know, can she just, you know, be that, I wouldn't call it a Cinderella story, but she could carry them again. But if there were a team on this side of the bracket that, that is almost Oklahoma light, it would be Tennessee because they score, they've scored more runs than anybody in the SEC. They've got great pitching that's comparable, at least to OU's. They would be the team that if, if things broke right, could perhaps give them a push. I think that would be it. And so really that first game today, which is Alabama and Tennessee, uh, which will send the winner of that game to play the winner of OU Stanford, that could be really determining because I think if if OU gets Tennessee on Saturday, that presents something very interesting. So would Alabama. Um, and, and OU's got to take care of their business. But I think Tennessee's probably the strongest team on this side of the bracket after OU. Well, hey, I mean, even last year, OU had the home run leader, and Tennessee now has with uh, Kiki Malloy. I mean, you know, talk about a talk about an offensive talent there, and and just a Tennessee team that's surging just as much as anybody in this field left that that's left. Um, yeah, I, th I think Tennessee is a really dangerous team, and and so is Alabama. I, I think that might be the best first round matchup, um, Tennessee Alabama. I, I don't know. Oh, that opening. I mean, I'm I'm recording this from home, and then I'm going to slip over a few hours before the OU game to catch that game, if it's any <laughs> indication, because I want to see that game. Um, and you're exactly right. And it's worth noting, not the last time OU lost. They lost in February, only lost the season. But the last time they lost at, was early on at last year's World Series. There's nothing guaranteed for OU here. And, and certainly, I think, just at this event where, where funny stuff can happen, this is where a team like OU could get tripped up. And so... Um, nothing, nothing, nothing is a given, not even today with Stanford, no matter how easy OU has made things look at times this year. But Dean, we're going to wrap it there. You've, uh, we'll have uh, an OSU interview if you're listening to the OSU Sports Extra Pod. We'll have an OU one if uh, you're headed to the OU Sports Extra Pod. But if you have been listening to OU Sports Extra, as always, you find us Apple, Google, Spotify. And uh, at the end of this, you'll hear an interview with my colleague Eric Bailey and Grace Lyons. Uh, from yesterday's media day. And we'll be back next week uh, with, with more softball and more from the Women's College World Series. Yeah.
first question, Grace, is just how excited are you once again to be here in Oklahoma City? Oh, I am so excited. This is my fourth trip here. So the butterflies are gone uh, earlier on in my career. So just looking and seeing how much the sport has grown since then and uh, just all the opportunities we have now. Um, you know, there's a lot of records. There's a lot of just expectations of our program. And we're just so excited to have fun with this new group. Um, this is the kind of the last time this group will be together. One at first and last at the beginning of the season and the end. So a uh, special group and we're excited just to see how we go through this. You play to get to this point. How important is it just to focus on everything ahead of you? There's so many people that are going to dwell on all the success leading up to this point. What about these next couple games and the importance of the team keeping that tunnel mm -hmm. vision? Yeah, what, what we did in the past doesn't matter. Um, at this point, um, every single win, every single game matters. And uh, the slate has been cleared, and now it's just win in advance. So um, everyone here um, is at their best right now. So we're excited to get everyone's best. but. Um, moving forward, we're just focusing on what we're doing. Um, it's worked all year, so we're going to keep working with that um, and just continue to focus on the ultimate goal um, and focus on those little things that will help us get there. Every year is different, of course, but what do you learn from last year's run through here and even two years ago? What did you learn from that? Yeah, I think um, both uh, trips were very different. The first one, uh, we lost the first game and had to play so many. You know, I think the maximum amount of games we played, and then last year, um, we had a lot of success early on and then allowed us to just confidently roll through. Um, so I think having both experiences from these uh, older girls on the team, we know how, to, how it works both ways. So I think that's a really cool thing. Um, and we face adversity in our Super Regional. So I think we're prepared for everything and um, just know that you know, when, when struggles come, just to continue to trust what we, what we did earlier in the season and um, use that just to move forward. Is there a lot to be said for experience when you get to this point of the season playing in Oklahoma City? Oh yeah, um, I think the more that you can calm the nerves and just be confident and not let the outside noise literally <laughs> affect you, I think that's a huge advantage in having girls who've experienced that. I know we have some new girls who haven't experienced mm -hmm. that who are older. So um, just, can, I mean, we've had uh, some games here earlier in the year, which is a really cool thing. Um, our Texas series, that game was awesome here. Um, I think like 9,000 fans or something was crazy. So we've experienced a lot of fans. So I don't think that'll be a factor that really affects us, but um, obviously we're at the World Series. So you can expect some excitement, but um, the experienced players will help kind of keep that under control. Coach Gasso always talks about challenging you as a team and as individuals. What's it been like this year during this postseason as the same challenges you had years past or even February, March? Yeah, um, we're always challenged. I think that's what makes her such a great coach is that um, she has high expectations for us and that causes us to raise the bar and uh, just continue to expect great things from each other. And that's what, <laughs> we all make each other better because we have so many talented girls who um, gotten every accolade possible. Um, but we make each other better and we balance each other out. And I think greatness definitely affects greatness and continues to escalate um, our game. So when you have uh, good players and then you're surrounded by a great coach and staff who expects those things, um, it just elevates our game. Haley Lee, just the way she's playing right now, how, how exciting is there to see her experience this and oh, being yeah. a super senior? Yeah, she uh, obviously hasn't had the World Series experience before, but uh, you can't really tell <laughs> the way she plays. She acts like uh, every moment is so special and exciting and brings a lot of passion. So I think that'll be really important here. Um, she's a super senior, so it's not like she's new to this. She uh, 
she's used to kind of the attention and things like that, and I think she does really well on it. She thrives in pressure situations.